The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. Hello everyone and welcome again to Isaiah 61 and um, my name is Pastor Solomon from Spirit of the Lord Church. We are 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis, Minnesota and you should um, make time to join us during one of our services Sundays at 1030 if you're available and um, God is going to definitely bless you. Um, but keep the faith, keep uh, your your resolute uh, your resolution on the Lord and make sure that God allows you to flourish in this season, in this season, in this season. So we've been focusing on contending for God's promises and um, we've done two series so far. And I want to make sure that we, uh, we, we are understanding what God is saying and what God is teaching these in this season. Now, God's promises are yes and amen. It's forever settled. There is no end, ifs, or buts. It's just a matter of us ensuring that we are uh, walking in the light and making certain that we're positioning ourselves to where God wants us to be. So we know that God has promised and we know that he will never fail. We've laid the foundation as to the fact that a uh, promise is a very sure statement. It's something that would come to pass and come to fruition regardless. And so I I believe for sure that if you're even at a place where you're doubting what God is uh God has said or what you you believe God has spoken to you because the reality doesn't seem um congruent and you you're doubting it's okay. But you know what? This is why we're here. This is why the word of God is here to encourage you and to lift you up and to cause his face to glow in the midst of your uh, circumstances, in the midst of murky situations. He comes out and he says that, look, I am still in charge. And that's the God we serve, the God who is in charge. Today, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into the fact that God does remember his promises and will come from Exodus chapter 2. Exodus chapter 2, we we know about the the Israel Israelites in exile or in Egypt under bondage. And so um, Joseph reigned out in Egypt and everything looked rosy. Everything looked good until... Joseph died and generations, you know, that came after him died. And then rose a Pharaoh who did not know Joseph. So then he began, he began to uh, look at how the Israelites were, were flourishing, where they were growing in big numbers, in great numbers. And he said, you know what, we got to get the situation under control. So the first thing he did was to create a panic button. He, he, he raised the alert or the alarm um, on the nation to, I don't know if it was red, yellow, orange, but the highest level is where the panic meter was set. And so um, the, everyone was on their P's and Q's watching the Israelites, right? 
and based off of that based off of that you know the the egyptians started oppressing the israelites right and the intention was to ensure that the israelites didn't rise and then get out of control and um you know continue to work strong in that which they did and in numbers and so as in to cause a revolution at some point and you know god was still with the israelites in spite of their oppression in spite of how they felt and what was going on god was still with them because god always ensured that he uh he heard the cry of his people but the bigger picture is that god had made his promise and his promise was going to be executed regardless of the action of the new pharaoh so regardless of what the conditions were god had the ability to come and just uh you know, you know mitigate that and cause there to be just um a smooth sailing just uh, the pharaoh uh you know changing directions and changing course courses and allowing more flexibility and treating the israelites more kindly but that didn't happen and so as believers we need to know what happens um even in our darkest moments and that even if those things occur god still is in control so i want to go to i want to go to um exodus chapter 2 um and I'll read from verse 23. Obviously, um, there was oppression um, with the Israelites and um, so on and so forth. And so 23 says that, And it came to pass in process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of the Lord sighed by reason of the bondage, and they cried. And their cry came up unto God by reason of their bondage. And God heard their groaning. And God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. So the Pharaoh that was oppressing the Israelites passed away. Right. So no kingship on this planet Earth is permanent. So he died. And the children of God really we're like oh good thank goodness that this man is no more but then the most important thing is that they didn't stop there they cried they 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 lifted up their voices as a result of the pain the anguish the bondage that they served that they were like no this is not our portion this is not where we need to be and their cry went up to god and God heard their groanings. And the Bible says that and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. Now, in, 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 in our minds, in our human minds, we'll be forced to think that maybe God forgot. But God did not forget. Now, God does not forget. But within our human um, restrictions and limitations, the way we can explain things and the way we would attribute things to God would should make sense obviously and so God who uh, is infinite God who is sovereign God who is all-powerful all-knowing um, did not forget he he just had a plan and 
and sometimes his his plan works out even in painful situation or he's birthing out that very promise within the most difficult circumstances the good thing is that it's a reminder to us that God never forgets so that's what I, I want us to take from this from this text that God did not forget his covenant. So instead of God remembered his covenant, we can say that and God did not forget his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob because he was working out his plan. And in order for him to execute his plan, he needed some a pharaoh to rise up to be a part of that plan, whether the pharaoh knew it or not. Whether Pharaoh knew it or not, God wanted to make sure that the children of Israel, even in their difficult moments, knew that he hadn't forgotten his promises. So I want to share uh, with, with us steps that we can take to receive God's promises. There are some steps that we can take to receive God's promises, and we find it later throughout Scripture. But um, let's let's go to First Kings chapter 8, verse 56, King Solomon said that, Blessed be the Lord that hath given us rest unto his people Israel, according to all that he has promised. They had not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised by the hand of Moses, his servant. Not one word failed. Not one word. And so sometimes in the midst of us feeling that God has forgotten, it cre- it could create the sense that maybe God may not remember because he's forgotten, he may not get to some of the things that he said. But no, King Solomon over the generations uh, just watched God perform his wor- words and he wrote in First Kings 8.56 and he said, God had not failed one word. Of all his good promise. And we see the same thing that Joshua said in Joshua 21 verse 45. It says that um, not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Everyone. Everyone. So, but there are steps to receiving God's promises. God is going to work it out regardless. However, he needs us to position ourselves. So, we need to understand that God knows the promises for our lives but we also need to know god's promises for our lives so as a believer one we need to know what god's promises are in his word number two god's promises for your life as a person you need to walk in your purpose you need to understand why god has you on this earth and what god is doing through you and He's going to show us how he's going to do it. Number three, we need to know God's promises for generations after us. First Kings 8.56, Moses had died and gone generations before Solomon. But Solomon wrote and said that not one word of God had failed. Not one promise of God had failed. Because generationally, they passed on the message. They passed on God's promises. They passed on God's goodness. They passed on 
every fulfillment of God's promises. And so there was no doubt. So we need to do a better job at releasing God's promises to the next generation, preparing the next generation, helping them understand that even after we're gone, this is what God said. And even though we may not have seen it in our lifetimes, we had been praying and contending and still hoping. And so we are hoping that it will be fulfilled down the line. Even if it it would take five generations, six generations, seven generations, we need to trickle that and those promises down the generational line to ensure that five generations, ten generations after us, they would remember and have an inclination as to what God said. As to what God wanted to do. As to what God intends to do generationally. So that changes us into being or becoming generational thinkers. Generational thinkers. So we got to know God's promises for for our lives. um, As a believer. As a person. And for the generations after us. Number two. We have to position ourselves to receive God's promise. You ask, what does that mean? Number one. In order to do that, we have to personalize the promise. We have to receive the promise and we have to personalize it. And what does that mean? It means that we get to a place just like Mary that we say that may it be unto me according to your word, according to your promise, God, according to your promise. So the NIV says in Luke 1 verse 38, Mary speaking here, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled the angel then the angel left her so mary personalized the promise and said lord this is for me and i receive it and so be it unto me according to your word just let it be fulfilled just as you've said in spite of the circumstances in spite of how things seemed Mary had to speak the word of faith. Mary had to personalize the promise and receive it and yield to it. In order to personalize the promise, um, you need to believe that God is the one who spoke and who is still speaking. And his word is still active. It's not. It's, it's good. It's good regardless. It's good. It's good. Now, when we come back, we will be talking about um, believing in the pattern of fulfillment of the accuracy and faithfulness of God down the generations. And that gives us a perspective of how we can ensure that we're receiving God's promises. Now, I want you to think back at what God has spoken to you. Any word prophetically that has been released to you. The words that you, you, you learn and study in the word, 
in the word of God that positions you for the next phase of your Christian journey. God desires to bring that to pass. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible teachers and ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon, the Spirit of Lord Church. And I believe that God is working through you, even as you listen to this edition of Isaiah 61, where we're focused on contending for God's promises. So we we stopped at personalizing the promise uh, as Mary did, and she just believed it. She relinquished her unbelief, her propensity to say that, you know what, this is this is not um, within the realm of reach. She said, be it unto me according to your word, may it be fulfilled as you've said, Lord. Then two, we need to believe the pattern or the patterns of fulfillment accuracy and faithfulness of our God. I referenced Joshua 21:45 earlier that Joshua said that not one of all the Lord's good promises to Israel failed, everyone was fulfilled. Everyone, every one of them was fulfilled. So there's a pattern of accuracy and fulfillment and that speaks to the faithfulness of our God. And so once we believe that it helps us position ourselves to receive God's promise. Yes. Not one has failed. And then we can even look again at um, Josh, Joshua twenty three fourteen. It says that now I'm about to go the way of all the earth. You know with all your heart and soul that not one of all the good promises the Lord your God gave you has failed. Every promise has been fulfilled. Not one has failed. Not one. Not one. So there's an emphasis that creates the pattern of God's accuracy and God's fulfillment of his promises. Which tells us that God is faithful. He's not a man that he should change his mind. No. And so Jeremiah was put in a situation where um, he had to regurgitate or speak out what God spoke to him. 
So in the midst of his experience and encounters with God, Jeremiah one twelve says that the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly for I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. So this is an active pursuit of God. This is an active thing that the spirit of God is doing every day, every moment, every moment. For I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. And that is that was not just limited to the words of Jeremiah, um, the, the word that God spoke concerning Jeremiah's life, but this applies to every word that God speaks out of his mouth. Now, it's no coincidence that God has exalted his word above his name. And so when God speaks, literally, you, he, he, he's like, wow, I'm bound by my words. And because I've spoken, my words mean more to me than my name because my ability to fulfill my word is a direct reflection on my name. So literally, if I say I'm God, but yet I don't do what I've said, then that that negates that that that's not possible. It's not even possible. So when I speak, my word is more important than my name, because when I fulfill my word, then that makes me who I say I am. That's the faithfulness of God. So God exalts his faithfulness above anything else, and he ensures that there's a pattern of fulfillment and accuracy with everything that he speaks. Lamentations 2.17. Then Ivy says that the Lord has done what he planned. He has fulfilled his word which he decreed long ago. So it doesn't matter how long it had been since God decreed, he will still do it. He will still do it. He will still do it. Now, the last thing I want to bring to your, to your attention is a third way to receive God's promise. We talked about knowing God's promises for your life. We talked about positioning yourself for to receive his promise and then believe in Jesus believe in Jesus when you feel like you're struggling you're not sure what to do how to say how to re- respond to what's going on um you're conflicted and you're at a place where you're 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 like how is this possible it's okay it's okay just believe in Jesus. And once you believe in Jesus and that he's the embodiment and fulfillment of the law and the prophets, that settles it. So Luke twenty four forty four. Luke says that, and he said unto them, these are the words which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets. And in the Psalms concerning me. Jesus was saying that all the things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms. So which means that every prophecy that was written about Jesus has to be fulfilled. And so Jesus was 
putting that into perspective. And he said, everything written must be fulfilled. It will be fulfilled. So Jesus is the embodiment and the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. He is uh, everything. So when you're, you're, you're left with nowhere to go, nothing to, to hold on to, just hold on to Jesus. If you can't grasp um, what his promises are for, for your life and you, you're like, how do I position myself to receive his promises? That is attaching yourself to Jesus. Believe in Jesus. Just want to say a word of prayer if you haven't taken, accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. Father, we thank you for all the hearts out there, for all the ears that are listening. May your God draw us nigh to you. We pray in Jesus' name that we'll believe every promise that you've spoken. In Jesus' name, amen.